We will be continuing on this morning in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4. We're going to finish out the chapter today, Lord willing. Mark chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 35. We're going to read through verse 41. It's a good story. I like this story today. You know, sometimes we, at least in the last few weeks, uh, in Mark and in Judges on Wednesday nights, we've kind of had some some hard passages. Sometimes we come across some hard ones, but sometimes we come across some like these that I think are, are simple stories, but I think they have really good application in our life, and I think there's things in this story that maybe we can apply to our own lives and some good hope that we see. Maybe we're not in the same exact situation as the disciples are, but I think in life there are lots of storms that we may encounter, and that's what we're going to see in the verses today. Also, I'm proud to announce, look what I got this week for my birthday. I got some reading glasses. Isn't that great? Now, now when I was 20, I would not have been excited about that. But at 36, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to tell you what. I got them this week. I've been looking forward to this for like a year. And so that's the way it goes. Young people, get ready. Because one day you're going to get excited about stuff that you used to wouldn't get excited about. So I got these glasses. And I think they're messing my eyes up because after I've been wearing them, when I take them off, now my eyes feel worse than they did. I think they're, I think they're having an adverse effect, so I may have to quit wearing them. But anyway, I got me some good reading glasses. So uh, let's read, and then we'll, uh, we'll pray and we'll dig in. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On that day, when evening had come, he told them, Let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and took him along, since he was already in the boat. And other boats were with him. A fierce windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you fearful? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this morning and we thank you for these words. And I pray, God, that you would help them to uh, be good for us, that they would help us, dear Lord, that we would get something from them. God, maybe there are some in here today. And they are being tossed in the storms of life, God. They, they feel the worries and the stresses and the, and the things of this world just kind of coming in on them, dear Lord. Feel like they're about to sink. And God, I pray that today that they would have faith in you, dear Lord. I pray that just as the disciples came to you, God, in their time of need, I pray that we would come to you. And God, I pray that you would give us the same great calm that you put on that sea, dear Lord, that you'd put that in our life. I pray that you hide me behind the cross. I pray that you free me from any distractions and worries and thoughts of this world, dear Lord. Keep all of our minds free of that. Don't let the devil in this place, don't let him attack us or distract us, distract us today. But God, I pray that you would just hide me behind the cross, that you would open all of our ears and all of our eyes, open our hearts to hear your word. And God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would work in the hearts of each one of us here today. In Jesus' name, I pray it. Amen. Now, we had just finished up several different parables, and after these parables that we looked at, uh, the disciples are about to get in the boat, and they're about to head across 
the sea. The Sea of Galilee is what's being uh, referred to here. Some of your translations uh, may even say the lake, uh, referring to Lake uh, Gennesaret. That's the same name. It's the same place. The Sea of Galilee was sometimes uh, referred to in that way. So on that day, when evening had come, uh, he told them, let us cross over to the other side of the sea. So Jesus says, let's leave where we are, and we're going to go to a new place, and we're going to cross the sea uh, to get to where we need to go. So he tells the disciples, all right, come on. So he's already in the boat. The disciples get in the boat, and we are. the story is set for us. Now, as we've seen in Mark up to this point, Mark doesn't typically go into a whole lot of details. Usually he's really to the point. And here again, in just a very brief little period here, a couple of verses, he tells us what's going on. They, Jesus says, let's go to the other side of the sea. They get in the boat, and the scene is set for us. So here's Jesus and his apostles, and they're in the boat, and they're preparing to head across the sea. When they got onto the sea, though, it says that a fierce windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever been in a boat in a, in a horrific windstorm. Some of you probably have. You've probably been on a boat of some type and a storm come through. Now, I can say that I've never been on the water in a boat when a storm come through, but I would imagine that if that ever occurs in my life, that there will probably be great fear. For me, for sure, because I can't swim. And so when the boat's being shaken and the waves are coming over and it seems like that I'm hopeless, well, I would be hopeless if the boat were to sink. And so the disciples here uh, were in the boat. The storm had blew in and the storm was swamping the boat. Waves were coming over in the edge. The boat was shaking and it was probably a very scary time for them. Now, the same could be said of our lives. There are times in life where we are going about our merry way and things are going all good and then all of a sudden, what happens? The bottom falls out. Now, you know what I mean when I say the bottom falls out. Because everybody in here, whether you're young or old, you have times where things are going smooth. And then you come across seasons in your life where it seems like nothing is going right. And you may even say, God, what did I do to deserve this? What is going on? We may think back to stories like Job's story in this instance, for example where nothing just is seeming to go right for him. But even through that, the Lord is trying to build him up. And even in our circumstances, I think many times the Lord is trying to build us up. Now, sometimes God may be trying to strengthen our faith, trying to strengthen some area in our life, uh, maybe correct our pride, as was the case with Job. Uh, maybe he's just trying to, to, to grow us in him. Or maybe he's trying to correct us. There may be something he's trying to get us to learn in a different way. Or it may just simply be life circumstances. I won't say that everything that occurs in our life is God's punishment on us or because maybe God's trying to teach us a lesson. Some things are just life. They just occur. Now, we do respond to them in a good way or a bad way, hopefully. We respond to them in a good way when those situations occur and we don't blow a gasket and we don't uh, get depressed or we don't give up or we don't get angry or we don't uh, give in to whatever the circumstances and situations may be. But anybody who's lived long enough in life knows that there are those seasons of life where nothing goes right. I just had that last week. I might have shared this last Sunday. I think it was Wednesday night. It's a repeat. But last week we had a couple days where I'm telling you everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. 
There were some plans we had made that didn't work out. Some other plans we had made that didn't work out. This thing happened. That thing happened. Michelle's car broke down. I mean, there were like 10 things, if I were to list them, in about a two-day span that everything you could possibly think of just about that went wrong, went wrong. And you guys get that because you've had those days before, and sometimes those storms come in our life, and they are raging around us. And sometimes it feels like we're not going to make it out. Sometimes we get to a point where maybe we just want to give up. Maybe it's because of a sickness that we have. Maybe it's because we've lost the ability to do things that we used to could do. And those things can be depressing. It's depressing to me that i got to wear glasses. I'm only 36 years old, but I can't see things. That's depressing to me. I don't want to have to wear glasses. I'd like to be able to see far. I'd like to be able to see good at night. I'd like to be able to see clearly, but I can't. And sometimes we have those things, and for some, they affect them more than others. But those things can be depressing, but we can't let those types of things in our life cause us to give up, to give in to that fear. Now, those situations come. Perhaps there's a sickness that we're dealing with. Now, there are many in this room who have dealt with some sicknesses, some very severe. Sicknesses that really drain you, sicknesses that wear you down. And in those situations, it may look to us like, God, is there any hope? God, I'm tired. God, I'm worn out. God, I see all of these things against me. All the winds and all the waves, I see this wave just coming and it's crashing and it's so big. And God, how am I going to withstand this next wave when it hits? I'm barely hanging on. But if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you've also probably discovered that even though the waves of life continue to batter and they come and they come and they get bigger and bigger, isn't it amazing how God always gives you the strength to come through the storms if you call out on Him? Now here the disciples are. They're in this storm, and the waves are coming. It's a fierce storm. They're afraid, as we would be in those storms in real life, as we are in the storms that come uh, not just in our boats in life, but, but in our other situations in life, those waves are coming. Now there's no doubt some of you in this room today, and you're feeling those waves. They're coming. The storm is raging in your life. You're, uh, you're fighting against a sin that's a struggle, it's a temptation for you. You may be fighting against an illness. You may be worrying about a family member. There may be, I mean, there's millions of things, I suppose, that could be storms in our life. And there's no doubt some of you today that can relate to what the disciples are going to. That is, you're in a situation where it seems like the storm is too big and, and there's no way out. Like the storm is going to win, the storm is going to rage on, and your little life and your little boat that you're in and your little situations aren't going to be able to withstand. We can relate to these types of situations in our life because we all have these storms that come. So the disciples were worried in the fierce storm. What was Jesus doing in verse 38? But he was in the stern sleeping on the cushion. Now, Jesus wasn't terribly concerned with the storm. Now, either he was a really heavy sleeper, or he just knew that it wasn't anything to be concerned about. Now, no doubt, Jesus, being God in the flesh, he knew there was a storm raging, but he wasn't terribly concerned about it. Perhaps this was his way of using this as an opportunity to teach the disciples. So here we have, on one hand, the disciples who are, who are in fear of the storms that are before him, and Jesus who is as calm and peaceful as he can be. Now, Jesus needed to be calm and peaceful. He could be calm and peaceful. Why? Because he is the Lord of the storm. 
There is no storm that rages that Jesus does not know about. There is no storm that comes that he will not protect his disciples or protect us or give us the strength to go through. And here's the disciples who are fearful and who are afraid in the midst of the storm. And here's Jesus calm and in complete control. Now we need to get that. We need to understand that because we need to realize that in our life. There may be times that in the midst of our fear, in the midst of our storms, that we may say, well, does Jesus even care? Does He even hear my prayers? Is, is, is God asleep? Is God just up there sleeping, just not caring what goes on in my life? Well, I can tell you He's not because the Scripture says that God never slumbers and He never sleeps. God knows every single thing that goes on. You know what else Jesus knew? He knew that there was going to be a storm on that lake, on that sea, before He ever got into the boat. But he still allowed his disciples to get in the boat, and they still went trucking across the sea. Now, when storms come in your life, they may come as a surprise to you, but I want to tell you something that's encouraging. They're not a surprise to God. He knows that those storms are coming. It may be that there are things that you've gone through in the past that are preparing you and giving you strength to go through the storm you're in now. And it may be that things that God is going to teach you in this storm now is going to be of help to you in the next storm that comes. Now those storms may be a surprise to you, but they're not a surprise to God. And He is preparing you for those storms, and He wants you to trust in Him, because guess what? Just as Jesus was in the boat with the disciples, even though He wasn't out there with them, even though He was silent asleep on His own in the back, it didn't seem like He knew what was going on, even though He wasn't there with them, He was still right there with them. Even though he wasn't out on the stern of the boat where the waves were, he was still in the boat with them. And I want to tell you today that Jesus is with you. Whatever storm you have, whatever worry you have, whatever's going on in your life, Jesus is there. Even if it doesn't seem like he's awake, even if it doesn't seem like he cares, I promise you that Jesus has not sent you into the storm alone. If you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you have somebody with you in the storm. Now, if you hadn't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, well, Jesus isn't with you in the storm. If you don't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you have to go through the storms of life on your own. You have no hope and you have no strength other than your own strength. Now, as human beings, we may tend to be proud and think we are a little stronger than we are, but I can promise you if you think that today, if you hadn't already got to this point, you're going to find out one day that you're not as strong as you think you are. Even the strongest people, when the going gets tough, we all tend to crumble. We all tend to realize we cannot do it on our own. But I want to tell you who can do it, and that's Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you that you don't have to do it on your own. That if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that the next storm you're going through, the one you're going through now, that I want to tell you that Jesus wants to come into that storm and into your life today, and He wants to deliver you from that storm. Just as He delivered his disciples. So here's a storm raging. The disciples are all freaking out because of what's going on, and Jesus is sleeping on the cushion below. And so, naturally, they call out to Jesus. They went down, they woke him up, and they said, Teacher, teacher, our master, master, don't you, don't you care that we're going to die? It was a dire situation. There's no way they were going to make it out. This storm was too big. The waves were coming in. Jesus was asleep. Teacher, Master, don't you care that we're going to die? Now first, they did the right thing. They went to Jesus. They could have just stood there on, on, in the boat, at the stern or the bow or wherever they were. They could have stood at the boat and they could have said, Well, 
here it is. Here's the storm. I'm done. I cannot take it anymore. I've been through enough storms, and no doubt some of these men had. They were fishermen. They knew what a storm was. They had been through storms before. They could have said, well, we're just going to give up. We're just going to sit here, and we're going to wait for the waves to take us over. But they didn't do that. Instead, they went to Jesus. And they said, Jesus, Jesus, teacher, teacher, master, master, come on. Don't you care that we're going to die? Don't you see what's going on? Now, we need to do the same thing. Because there are times in life where things are really bad for us, where things are really hard, they're tough. And sometimes, this amazes me as a Christian, you know, sometimes I'll worry about stuff for, for days maybe before I really go and pray to the Lord about it. Now, that don't make any sense whatsoever. That should be the first thing that I do. But sometimes I allow my worries and my fears to, to get to going and get to bubbling. And, I, and then when, my, when your worries and fears get to going, well, maybe not yours, but mine, boy, you start coming up with all this stuff. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Well, it's never good stuff, is it? It's always the worst possible case scenario. It's always going to end in the worst possible way. We're going to die. This is it. This is the end. I'll never make it through this. I'll never overcome this sickness. I'll never overcome losing this job. I'll never overcome this, this embarrassment that I suffered or this great sin that I've committed. And boy, we begin to believe those lies. We begin to, to have despair. This is it. This is the end. I'm not going to overcome it. But the disciples did the right thing. They knew where to go. Even though they were afraid, they knew where to go. And they went to the Master. They went to the teacher. They went to the Lord. They went to Jesus and said, Jesus, you got to help us. Do you even care about us? Well, I can tell you the answer to that because some of you may have asked that question yourself. Lord, do you even care about me? I can promise you He does care about you. I can promise you. How can I promise you that? Because God's Word tells us that time and time again that He cares for His people, that He loves His people, and that He is there with His people. And I want to tell you today that if you don't know the Lord, if you don't know Jesus Christ, I want to tell you He's there for you. And if you call out to Him, He will answer you. If you call out to Him and you submit to Him and say, Lord Jesus, I have faith in You. I trust You and I put my trust in You. And I come to You for strength. And I come to You for the forgiveness of my sins. I want to tell you that Jesus is there and He will hear that prayer. And He will be with you in your storms. Let's go a little further. Verse 39. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was great calm. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that would, be, that would have been fun to be there. I mean, not in the storm. But boy, wouldn't it have been fun to see Jesus? They wake him up from a sleep. He gets up off the cushion. He goes out into the boat. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe he did it right where he was. I don't know. The Scripture doesn't tell us. But at a moment... When they come to him and he says, silence, be still. Can you imagine the waves just dying down? The wind stopped to blowing at the voice of the master, at the voice of the one who all things was created for and created through, at the, at the, at the, at the speaking of a word, the storms that were so fiercest and raging on that looked like there was no way out just a few moments ago have now calm down it might have been the calmest the sea's ever been I bet you that sea was calm when Jesus said be still I bet you the sea didn't move there wasn't a ripple I bet it was as smooth as any sea has ever been 
The disciples knew where to go in their storm, and they knew who was going to deliver them from it. And when they went to Jesus, he did just that. Now, I want to tell you, sometimes in life, we go through storms. And some of you, some of you have experienced this type of thing, where you've prayed to Jesus, and maybe almost instantly, he may have made some of your storms go away, just like he did with the disciples here. And in this instance, in this story, he did make the storm calm instantly. But there are still other times in life that we pray to Jesus, and maybe the storm doesn't go away instantly. And it's not because Jesus doesn't care, or it's not because he wants to see you get harmed, but there are sometimes lessons that the Lord desires to teach us in ways that he desires to grow in us, or maybe, even maybe, through us going through a storm, we encounter someone else who we can help for him. Sometimes our storms will end instantly when we pray to the Lord. And for many of us, that's probably what our prayer is. If not always, we probably always say, Lord, I want my storm to end right now. And praise God, sometimes those storms do end in a moment and in an instant. But sometimes those storms linger on. But I want to tell you today, and I want to promise you, if your storm doesn't end instantly, I want you to know, and don't, don't, don't forget this, that the Lord has not left you. That if the Lord has not made your storm go away, the Lord will be with you through your storm. Now we see that time and time again through the scriptures. In the early church, after Jesus Christ had, had been uh, killed on a cross, after he had been resurrected, we see time and time again of those who serve him who got into the world who were suffering greatly, who were going through horrible situations, Paul being the main example, who were in horrible situations, and even still, the Lord encourages them, says, look, I'm going to be with you. I'm sending you to this place. It's going to be tough, but I'm going to be with you. Sometimes, now this is a tough one, sometimes God sends us right into the middle of the storm. Now, I believe Jesus probably knew the storm was going to take place, and he still went right into the middle of it, but something miraculous, something wonderful happened as a result of that. And sometimes in our lives, we may go right into the eye of the storm, but it's always because God has our good in mind. It's always because he has the good of his kingdom in mind. And I want to tell you that if God has not made your storm go away today, that he's right there with you in the storm. We need to call out to Him in our storms. We need to call out to Him for strength because there is nowhere else, there is no one else that we get strength from apart from Jesus Christ. Verse 40. Then He said to them, Why are you feel fearful? Do you still have no faith? Well, that's a pretty good question. Why are you afraid? Do you not have any faith? Now, we've read a lot in Mark so far in these first three chapters. And we've seen Jesus do a lot of miracles, have we not? We've seen him heal people. We've seen him drive out demons. I mean, Jesus has done some miraculous things. And guess who was right there beside him in a lot of these things? The apostles. Now, they've seen Jesus do miracles. And they even know that he's the Messiah. If you read in John, when John the Baptist tells, uh, is telling his followers, his disciples, that, look, here comes the Lamb of God, here comes the Messiah, Andrew, Peter's brother, recognizes that, and he goes and tells Peter, look, we found the Messiah. So it's not like they didn't know who Jesus was. They knew he was the Messiah. Scripture tells, at least Andrew did, at least he'd acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah, and I can't help but believe that probably the rest of them did too. 
They had seen Jesus do all of these things. They knew He was the Messiah. They knew He was the Lord. But yet they were still afraid. And Jesus says, Why are you afraid? Why are you fearful? Do you still have no faith? Now we may say, Boy, if I'd have been one of them apostles, I wouldn't have questioned Jesus. If I'd have seen everything He had done up to this point, when that storm come, I'd have been there sleeping with Him. I wouldn't have been worried about a thing. But that's not true. Because you know what we do? We do the same thing that the disciples did. Now we know God can work, especially if you're a Christian. And you've been a Christian for any amount of time. I could probably go around you can all tell me a story of something God did, some way that God worked or miraculously performed, or something that was you just never imagined would happen, that, that God allowed and made happen. Now we know God can do great things. One, we have a Bible full of evidence that tells us of the great things He could do. And apart from that, we have our own life, uh, our own life experiences. The, the, the healings that we've seen are the things that God has done in our life. The job opportunity that we needed that opened up at just the right time. I mean, there's countless little things that God does. Now, you may say, well, that's not a miracle. Well, maybe it's not a miracle in the sense of parting the Red Sea, but it's God at work nonetheless in a lot of those circumstances providing for us. A lot of times we'll get through a tough situation and we'll praise the Lord and say, God, I could not have ever done that without you. God, it was because of you that you did that. And then a couple weeks later, guess what happens? The next storm comes and what do we do? We say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I have faith because I know you, Lord, and I've seen what you can do and I trust you. No, we don't do that. You know what we do? We say, oh, God, God, the storm is here. I'm going to die, dear Lord. Don't you care? And two weeks ago, we was praising him. We were in awe of Him because what He had done and how He had saved us and how He had spared us and how He had been with us and how He had given us strength. So it's not that hard for me to relate to the apostles here. It's not that hard for me to understand how they could see Jesus do all these wonderful things, have experienced Him in their life, and then all of a sudden be afraid because I do the same thing sometimes. And you may do the same thing. Now... We need to pray, I suppose, that God would help us not to do those things. That our faith would be strengthened. That we wouldn't be like the disciples. But even still, you know, God is good to us. He knows that we are human. He knows that we are weak. And He knows that even of all the things that He may have done in our life and all the things that we see Him done in Scripture, He knows that there are days that we're going to be overwhelmed by our life situations. And we're going to act foolish and we're going to act crazy and we're going to say, Oh God, I'm going to die! And in those days when we call out to Him, guess what? Even though we are weak, He is strong. Even though we are weak in doubt, even though our faith is not always as strong as it should be, He is faithful and we are not. And when we call out to Him, guess what? He's right there for us. He's right there with us through our storm. Sometimes to take us out of it, and sometimes to say, I'm not taking you out, but I can promise you I'm going to be with you through this whole storm until it's over going to be with you. In verse 41, And they were terrified and asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey Him. Isn't that something? They were terrified. That's pretty intense right there. They were terrified at what had just taken place. And I would venture to say that I probably would have been too. Of all the things that Jesus had done, I probably would have been terrified too that at the, at, at the speaking of a word, silence, be still, that a sea that's raging goes to a great calm. 
I probably would have been terrified too. Now, they knew who Jesus was, but they didn't fully know who Jesus was because they said, who is this? Even the wind and the sea and the waves, even, even they obey Him. Now, they knew who the Messiah was. They knew what Jesus could do. But even still, they, they were amazed at what Jesus had just done. They were still growing in their faith. They were still amazed at Jesus. And I guess in some way, that's a good thing. Sometimes I'm amazed at the Lord, and then I think to myself, well, I really shouldn't be. I shouldn't be amazed at the Lord. But God does things that are so miraculous, even when we know how good He is and what He can do, sometimes we're still amazed. I'm amazed, and I shouldn't be, that we made a thousand shoeboxes this year. Last year we made 600. I said, I, I even told my mom at the end, I said, well, maybe we shouldn't have a goal next year. Because, I mean, we, we might not get 600 again. Then that might be kind of depressing. You know, maybe we should set our goal at like 400. You know, and that way at least we'll reach it maybe if, if it's lower. And here we are. We made a thousand shoeboxes. And I'm amazed that a church of 30 or 40 people can make a thousand shoeboxes. Now, you may say, well, that doesn't compare to Jesus calming the seas. Well, maybe it doesn't compare. But there are lots of little things like that in our life that we're amazed at that maybe we shouldn't be. Or maybe we should be. Maybe that just shows the greatness of the power of God, that He can keep doing things, that even when we know how good He is, we're still amazed by what He does. Who is this? Who is this? That even the, even the wind and the sea obey Him? Well, I can answer that question for you today. It's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The one who died on the cross. The one who gave His life. The one who paid the price for your sins so that you could be forgiven. The one who raised from the grave three days later. The one who has conquered death the one who has conquered sin, the one who has won the victory, the one who is stronger than anything this world has to offer, as great as this world may be, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. That is who this is. That's the one the apostles were with. And that's the one who I'm telling you about today. Jesus Christ, the Son of God who wants to forgive you of your sins, who wants to be with you in your storms, who wants to get you out of your storms sometimes, and He wants to give you the strength to get through them other times. That's who this is. Jesus Christ, the Messiah. If you hadn't put your faith and trust in Him today, I want to tell you, those storms are not going to get any easier. They're not going to get any tougher. And even if you make it through all the storms of this life, the day will come that you'll have to stand before the Lord. And it'll be worse than any storm you've ever faced in this life. Because the wrath of God is something that we can't even really probably comprehend. <clears throat> but what a wonderful day that will be if you recognize who Jesus is and you put your faith and trust in Him. Not only will you make it through the storms of this life, but you will get to spend eternity with the Lord and Savior <coughs> who gave His life for you. Who is this that even the wind and the sea and the waves obey Him? It's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Do you know Him? Let's pray. God, we come to You this morning. I thank You for these words. And I pray that we'd, we'd, just, we'd just live on them, dear Lord. That they would be a foundation for us. That we build our foundation on Jesus Christ and His strength. That we trust Him, dear Lord. God, I don't know what's going on in people's lives today. Maybe everybody's doing good. Maybe there's some 
that are in storms, serious storms, God. Serious storms of temptation. Serious storms of doubt, dear Lord. Storms of fear of what's going on in their life. Storms of, of health problems. Storms of financial problems. God, there are lots of storms, and maybe there are some in here today. Boy, and they're going through, and they're holding on tight. And they're seeing those waves, and they just feel beat down, dear Lord. But God, I pray today, I pray that they know that you are there. And if they haven't called out to you, God, I pray that they'd do it right now. I pray that they'd come to you, dear Lord Jesus, and just in our weakness, if we're in that situation, that we would just call out to you and say, Lord, I can't take it. I'm, I'm going to die. I'm at the end. There's, there's too much. God, if there's some that's struggling, I pray that in their weakness they come to you and find you for strength. And God, if there are some in this room that have never put their faith and trust in you, God, I pray that they know who you are today. That you're not just a Lord who controls the winds and the waves, dear Lord, but you are a Lord who controls everything. You are a Lord who is powerful over everything. You are a Lord who is victorious over everything, over sin and over the storms that we face in our life. And so, God, I pray that if there's one in this room that's never put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit would just work on their heart today, that they would come down today, dear Lord, that they would, that they would make that decision right where they sit right now, dear Lord, that they put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And God, if there's one in this room that has put their faith in Jesus today and chosen to follow Him and ask for forgiveness, dear Lord, God, I pray that they just would come down during this time of invitation. They would just tell us, look, I made Jesus my Lord and Savior. I put my faith in Him today, and I want to follow through and be baptized. God, that's what Your Scripture calls us to. And so, God, I pray that if there's one in this room that did that today, that their heart changed and they put their faith and trust in You, I pray that they come down today, dear Lord, and follow through in baptism, just as your word says. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.